Welcome to Agriculture In-Depth, presented by Kimball Livestock Exchange and by Sioux Nation in Fort Pier. I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra. My guest is Kurt Blades, the Senior Vice President for the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. We'll hear from him after this. Safety in your cattle operation is imperative to not only you, but your cattle as well. From front to back, from tube to chute, AeroQuip cattle chutes go through extensive testing to ensure reliability and safety. With an extremely user-friendly design, you're in for a smooth operation every time. AeroQuip cattle chutes are the safe equipment you can trust every step of the way. That's one benefit, but not all. For more information, see Sioux Nation in Fort Pierce, South Dakota. Each month for the last 30-plus years, Kurt Blades says the Association of Equipment Manufacturers has taken a tally of the number of new combines and tractors sold in the United States and Canada. And what's really interesting, when you have 30 years worth of data, you, you, you really begin to develop some stories. And this month of August was, was no different. We had a really interesting story in that overall tractor sales for the month of August were actually down, but for those tractors over 100 plus horsepower and for combines so those ag specific products they were actually up and up quite handsomely uh, for the month of august we were up 11 percent for uh, 100 plus horsepower tractors and combines were up over 25 percent for the month of august that indicates that farmers are feeling pretty good about the overall ag economy uh, and that, uh, you know, there's, um, you know, you don't buy a combine to be used just one year, you buy it to be used multiple years. So you have to feel pretty good about that, that purchase. And I think that's what these numbers are telling us today. When you're gathering this information, are you talking about strictly used machinery? Are you talking new machinery? Or are you combining both? So these numbers are, are specifically new sales. Uh, there are some other reporting uh, reportings out there for the used equipment, and they do tend to go somewhat hand in hand. Uh, you know, most as we know farm equipment has a pretty good residual value. So, for someone to purchase a new piece of equipment, they usually get rid of their old piece of equipment. So they they do tend to go hand in hand. Um, you know, a couple of exceptions here and there, but for the most part, they go hand in hand. So if you were to look at the similar numbers on the used market, you'd see both strength in the numbers as well as strength in the prices. Uh, so some, some solid demand for that used equipment out there as well. What do you think is driving the the new sales? People may look at the big economic picture in the United States and the world, I guess. Uh, these days, you know, money, inflation, the dollar not going as far as, as it used to, and yet we're seeing these numbers, these sales going up. So, I mean, if you look at the tractor and combine sales, you know, I mentioned specifically that the 100-plus horsepower tractor market's looking pretty solid. Uh, the flip side of that is that the under 40 horsepower market is actually looking pretty soft. So that is a pretty good reflection of overall uh, consumer sentiment because that's a lot of non-farm tractors. Those are folks that live on acreages um, and those numbers are also have been very strong for the last couple of years. But when we talk about the ag equipment specifically, I think what's driving that is that there's there's lots of, you know, there's always storm clouds in the ag market. We know that uh, input costs are absolutely on the rise. But, you know, you don't become a farmer if you're not optimistic that, uh, that things are going to, you know, turn upwards. And there's a couple of things you can point to. One is there's some clarification on biofuels. That leads quite nicely for corn prices. And as corn goes, so goes the rest of uh, uh, commodities. So that's an interesting one. Uh, if you look at some of the global challenges, uh, the United States is in a really good place to 
continue to to have our leadership position of breadbasket to the world, and uh, that that potentially bodes well for uh, for U.S. farmers. Uh, you know, despite the concerns in the overall economy, people still have to eat, and I think that uh, that optimism, you know, kind of continues to transcend into rural areas and and, and into agriculture. Uh, that that does you know play well into the the sale of new equipment. Do you break things down by brand of equipment at all, or is it just strictly new equipment? Doesn't matter what color it is. For privacy reasons, I am not uh, allowed to see any of those numbers because uh, you know I, I represent all manufacturers, and they've all got a good good story to tell. Uh, obviously, you know some of the brands uh, you know got some good market leaders out there. Uh, that are doing some really interesting things with new technology. Farm show season, you've seen some of that, that new technology on display. Tell you what, that gets you pretty excited. And uh, I think when you you see that excitement reflected in the sales of new combines and new tractors where farmers are truly wanting to take advantage of that new technology uh, to really make their operations more efficient and more profitable. You just mentioned technology. What do you think is some of the technology that's drawing the the farmers in to, to get these new machinery pieces? And then do you at all have any data on the age of the farmers that are out there and, and buying this new equipment? When we talk about technology, and it's one of my favorite things to talk about because it is it is fascinating to see, you know, what happens when a tractor knows where it where it is in the field based on satellite technology and then corrected with, with additional pieces of, of, uh, of uh, like RTK or other pieces. It's amazing what you can begin to do. You know, we started with trackers that can drive themselves uh, and steer in straight lines. That's, that's a pretty neat thing. But when you recognize that, that you come back the next year and you can plant a seed exactly where you planted it last year and know exactly what was applied to that seed, that becomes fascinating. So farmers taking advantage of that, you know, that absolutely just new paradigm in, in crop production, it leads to more efficiency uh, of the use of those uh, growing, uh, growingly more expensive uh, input costs, but also gives us a very solid uh, environmental uh, story that, uh, that allows us to respond to where the consumer needs are. So that's uh, what's pretty exciting about the technology. Uh, in terms of the demographics, I mean, I think, you know, what we often say is that, uh, you know, the technology you know, knows no sides. Uh, you know, it works really well for a large farm. It works really well for a small farm. Uh, there is a cost factor that comes into play that maybe make it a little bit more um, uh, early adopter by a, uh, by a large farm. Uh, and then the same thing goes with, uh, with the age demographic. I mean, there's, uh, you know, we've got a lot of uh, customers that are, uh, you know, approaching, you know, sort of act three of their farming stage uh, in life that are, are all in on new technology. And then we've got some other folks that are, are maybe waiting for the next generation to, uh, uh, to, to, to buy into the equipment. But I think we'll, we'll be seeing some interesting ge- uh, generational changes really start to, to, to play out over the next, you know, five, 10 years in ag. And uh, that, that provides both challenges and some interesting uh, perspectives of what, uh, what this ag market's going to look like. I would say that uh, as a general rule, um, you know, as the generational changes happen in agriculture, I would expect the adoption of technology to just skyrocket. Cattlemen, when you're looking to buy and sell cattle, look no further than Kimball Livestock Exchange in Kimball, South Dakota. At Kimball Livestock Exchange, you'll find cattlemen working for cattlemen with a sale every Tuesday. If you can't make it to the barn, you can watch the sale live on Cattle USA. 
visit KimballLivestockExchange.com to view upcoming sale information. For more sale information or to consign, call the barn at 605-778-6211, Chad at 605-870-0697, or Wade at 605-730-1801. You also look at numbers in Canada. How do the U.S. and Canada compare as far as our agriculture pr- producers, our farmers, and, and their desire to get the new equipment and the new technology? Are they typically for pretty comparable? Do they differ greatly? Does it just kind of ebb and flow and depend on the year? The U.S. and Canada tend to, tend to go hand in glove in terms of what the markets look like. Obviously, there are economic differences to show up sometimes. You know, For example, three years ago, we were in a trend situation where it was a replacement market. We saw that show up a little bit earlier in Canada than in the United States. Uh, then for the last few years, the U.S. market's actually been a little bit stronger than uh, the Canada market, specifically Western Canada. But uh, So there are some differences here and there, but for the most part, uh, there are so many similarities between uh, U.S. farming markets and equipment markets uh, in the U.S. and Canada that we tend to, we like to track them together, but we also like to think of them as, uh, as North America. Uh, and uh, it tells us a really good story of, of what the overall ag economy is looking like on this side of the world. What do you see in the, the months ahead? It depends on the year. You know, I think what one thing that has come out of the pandemic and then the supply chain challenges that have followed the pandemic, um, those seasonalities that we've historically been used to where saying, hey, big, big run on equipment right before harvest and right before tax season, I think those will those continue to play out. Uh, but we're seeing some of that uh, the timing uh, uh, stretch out a little bit more because it becomes down to, you know, when is the tractor, when is the combine available? Uh, you know, in general, yeah, there's some, there are absolutely some seasonalities right before, right before planting, right before harvest. Folks want to, or right before the end of the year, maybe they've got a little bit of money on their uh, on their balance sheet that they need to, to protect some taxes. Those things are, are, are absolutely real. But I think what we're also seeing is that over time, Farmers are making very considered purchases of their new equipment and uh, and taking the delivery in the way that makes the most financial sense for the balance sheet. Um, but that also includes, is it available? And the supply chain challenges that we are seeing in equipment and automobiles and everything else are very real. So that is a, is a factor in when the delivery is actually taken. Are there any other key points to the August numbers or, or anything coming up that you think is, is worth mentioning while well, I've got you on the line? The one thing I do like to talk about, especially this time of year, is to encourage all of your listeners that are potentially sharing the road with tractors and automobiles. Be safe out there. We all get to get home together. And this is a particularly stressful time for farmers, a particularly stressful time for everyone. And uh, if, we're, if we're sharing those rural roads together, we need to make sure that we're safe so we can all ride home safely. With Agriculture In-Depth, brought to you by Sioux Nation in Fort Pierre and by Kimball Livestock Exchange, I'm DRG Media Group News and Farm Director Jody Heemstra.